It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Behind the Racket Pod, the podcast taking you behind the racket with today's top tennis players and biggest issues facing the sport. Behind the Racket is a community to give fans and players in the world of tennis the opportunity to open up like they have never done before. Visit BehindTheRacket.com for the latest stories, merch, as well as direct links to all of the latest podcasts. It can also be found on iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcasts. Download the episodes and make sure to leave a review. And we want you to be a part of the conversation. Find me at NoahRubin33 or Mike at MikeCTennis on all forms of social media. You can also learn more at BehindTheRacket.com or MikeCTennis.com. Special thanks to my sponsor, New Balance. Visit their latest shoes and styles at NewBalance.com and learn more about their program of giving back at hashtag NBGivesBack. You can also help support the podcast by visiting Patreon.com slash BehindTheRacketPod and receive rewards from our travels around the world. And now... Joining me from, where are you? Brazil? <laughs> Deutschland, Brazil. Deutschland, Brazil. The German part of Brazil is Noah Rubin, uh, fresh off of a false positive. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on uh, getting past the false positive, my friend. Thanks. Yeah, I was looking a little bleak there for a second. But, yeah, uh, you and your penguin yeah. traveling companion, Carl, <laughs> going to get stuck in a hotel in Argentina there for a while. Can we just talk about that I started that as a joke just to, I don't know, whatever reason, and people far more care for Mr. Carl than they've well, ever done for Noah. That's because he, Carl doesn't talk back. He's likable. He's, he's a likable human being. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll go quickly because we do have things to cover on all ends. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, I know some people followed my, my Instagram stories, but... Uh, yeah, it's uh, th- let's just say it's not the easiest time to travel, as people know, and yep. we're we're trying to. I mean, kudos to you, and you know, this is a conversation we had about uh, geographic tennis tournaments. How many conversations I had about that in the past week, even with South Americans that said, "Hey, I don't even want to be traveling to another country in South America." Yeah, um, and I think it's proving just how difficult this is and i'm not blaming the tournaments by any means they're working tournaments are working their really asses hard. off yeah. their asses off to just make sure people are okay but you know here strong and i you know on the thursday of the event he tested inconclusive i tested positive um and was confined to our rooms at that point not really sure you know with my spanglish uh what we should be doing um 
we got lucky enough the tournament got a nurse out to test us uh, that following six hours later after we got our tests uh, got a negative rapid 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 test in about 10 minutes and then was waiting on a PCR which took about 30 hours but that came back negative for both of us as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's just one of those situations, you know, we didn't play for a few days, uh, stuck in a room, kind of snuck out to get some food because we didn't really know how else to eat. Um, and then once we found out we were negative, we rushed over and uh, made sure we got a flight to a Brazil, which, you know, obviously people know those escapades of my travel day yesterday, which we don't have to go into, but... Uh, yeah, you left the group chat. We were mocking you so much. I mean, it's yeah, that's I, really saying something. I needed, I needed <laughs> silence so badly <laughs> with Phil Gresk making one too many jokes. I was like, I wish, I wish you were going through this, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just battling the glimpses. I mean, I've worked really hard to get motivation and God right. damn it. Is this, is this fighting it? <laughs> Holy shit. So uh, it's, um, and during that time, I think uh, Djokovic was hitting on Rod Laver arena. So <laughs> it's, I don't even know where to begin. All I know is that tennis is being spoken about in such a way right now. I mean, we're almost forgetting. We have a lot of friends, obviously, and yeah. I wish to be there, that are playing Australian Open qualities yes. in a few hours from now. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking knows that. I know. <laughs> you know nobody has any idea of tournaments. I watched some stuff. yesterday. I watched some Did last you? night, which was actually big for me because I'm struggling not being down there. But uh, I watched some last night. Um yeah, unfortunately, our, our good friend Jamie Loeb was not able to get through her match last night. I watched a, a bit of her. I also watched some of Alex Vukic beating uh, Alex Bublik last night, which was, was a good win for him. First top 50 win. And another former guest of the show. I was going to ask, yeah, what tournament? I didn't Sid, That's Sid, Sydney. The, I think the 500. Okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, good, oh, good. Yeah. So, there there is tennis that's happening. Rafael Nadal won another title. The other day, Maxime Cressy was in a, a final, a final um, yeah. of a 250. Uh, uh, all this stuff is happening. Um, okay, so let's let's get into the Novak thing because um, yeah. I kind of wanted to wait until after things were settled as opposed to doing a quick podcast last week. Right. Um, I don't think we're at a point where things are settled um, at, at, at this stage, but, uh, we are recording Monday morning here in the States. It's just about nine o'clock central time. I'm going to hopefully get this out within a couple of hours. Um, so at, at this stage, Novak is free. Although when a little bit later today, when it becomes Tuesday morning in, in Melbourne, things may change pretty drastically. So whenever you're listening to this, just keep that in mind. That's where we're at in terms of, uh, of the stage. But uh, I, I watched a good chunk of the hearing, actually, Noah. Um, I, I found it very reasonable for the judge to say Novak wasn't allowed due time to defend himself. This was a improper. I, I actually was just like, yeah, that completely totally makes sense uh, and I was just like all right that was the first thing I woke up to when I went through uh, social media this morning I'm like, all right, I mean, it makes sense <laughs> then um it's all the other stuff man like that's it the is. thing like we're we're still we still have this the the question to be decided I guess for the Australian government remains was it proper for him to get an exemption? I think that is actually still on the table from from everything I can read. The judge said what happened and how it happened was improper. 
now we're there is still that kind of decision about whether it's proper at all that he gets an exemption and that's that's a an ongoing question because so after after that comes out right after the decision we get uh, the court documents released where we get from Novak himself his timeline that he tested positive on the 16th negative on the 22nd so that's from Novak himself that we get that that's that's where the 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 timeline comes in and so then we're we're left with two things one of two things happened either a he forged a positive test mm-hmm. to make sure he got in and on this exemption of having covid in the last 6 months either that or he tested positive and then knowingly for the next two days went to events maskless with COVID, including one with children. Mm-hmm. One of two things happened. And I don't know which one's worse. I think I do know which <laughs> one's worse. Though, and okay, as I a parent, do, but yes. as a parent, I think I know which one is worse for me. Um, but I can't, I can't sit with that. And be okay with this person having an exemption to get into to the country. I, I mean, I, I just, I can't. That's just so horrendously wrong in my opinion. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad because this is, this is what we're going to have to talk about. He has some tough questions to answer and he should be put to the task here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know what happened in tennis last week. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I have, like, okay, Rafa beat Max. How, yeah. Max seemed Cressy? How the hell did that happen? Qualifying going on. And we're talking about Novak either faking a test or knowingly potentially infecting children. I, I just think it's a, you know, obviously I had a lot going on, but my head's just wrapping around the fact that we're back to square one. Yes. Like, all this other stuff yes. kind of... T- you know, and, and I know we joked around, I forgot who took the picture, who retweeted it of Novak at customs, at yeah. immigration, you know, looking like a human. And we're like, kind of feeling bad for him, you know? Like well, I, I agree. I agree. It seems like it was, a, right. it was handled poorly. It was handled, handled poorly. You know, let's, let's say he got the exemption, he's there. And, it, and then he, here's this guy that just looked like, uh, I, I have my papers. I, what do you want me to do yes. now? So like, it was, it was like, okay, now we're back here. Now we're back at the point of the exemption. Why do you get it? How do you get here in the first place? Um, and yeah, all the things that it came out, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, what this whole Ben Rothenberg with the QR code, or I'm not sure if you saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Which was comical to a certain extent, but you know, it's, it's scary. A, it's taking so much away from what's going on in the tennis world right now, which is supposed to be positive that we have this much tennis going on. Yes. But it's just, it's just adding to the discrepancy between, you know, how difficult it is to continue pushing tennis forward at, at, at this stage in time. Um, and I, and I find myself going back to podcasts we had two years ago and I'm like, not that we saw this coming, but we saw something coming, right? We saw we saw things exploding to a point and, and having somebody like a Novak who's been extremely outward about the idea that he's, you know, anti-vax and he's this and he's going to, you know, figure out his own ways kind of thing. Those one of two ways, regardless of which it is, uh, is not, it's not a great way for the number one player in the world to kind of uh, be heading this up 
and I don't know where I see this, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're at a point right now where the, what is it, the home affairs minister can yep. basically, you know, choose to decline everything after everything that happened and he's banned for three years from Z. And I also, you know, kind of made the joke that if Novak somehow wins his 21st slam this year, that he will never come back to Australia again is, is, is kind of my uh, hypothesis, but we will see. Um, I, I, really I can't, say. I can't imagine what the reaction is going to be like the first time he steps on court. If he's allowed to step on court, that is right. going to be brutal. It's going to be polarized and, frankly, sum up our political, yeah. geopolitical <laughs> situation of uh, of where we're at, uh, how polarized we all are uh, at, at this stage in our in our lifetime in our culture. Um, it is going to be ugly, and that's a shame. That's a real shame. This is the happy slam, and yeah. it is going yeah. to be two sides distinct sides of a, an argument screaming at each other while Novak plays somebody who's 85 in the world who's thinking this is the best opportunity of my life to take out Novak Djokovic probably who's not in the best head state or maybe he's even a more ferocious head state we have yet to see but right i i am i am i am saddened frankly Noah and I'm I'm probably going to get the the haters that you got a, a year and a half ago here, but I'm I'm right. I'm saddened by the fact that probably the I I think I've never waded into the goat debates, but I think on the men's side this is I think Novak I've thought he's the best player I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm saddened that this is what it's come to, and it's not surprising that this is what it's come to because this is this is kind of his been his trajectory. And I'm saddened that when I talk to people over the last week and a half, family and friends who don't know anything about tennis but just want to relate to me, all they can talk about is, quote, unquote, you know, my dad even said it, this, this idiot with his not vaxxing. This is right. what we're talking about. And I'm so truly saddened that that's, that's our headline because we have so many great stories. Rafa coming back. On the women's side, Naomi Osaka coming back after what she's gone through with her mental health. Fantastic story. Ash Barty, you know, uh, all these amazing stories. And this human being who, again, I'm going to go back to it because I think it's really crucial. What we're all talking about is a human being who's either A, forged a test or B, knowingly had COVID around children. We're, that's, that's not okay. That's not okay. Yeah, and then I think we're through all of this, and it's super easy to overcomplicate things, but I think we have to simplify it again. And actually, Nadal said it fairly well, um, was the idea that you kind of put this on yourself. Like, you can be upset of how they, mm-hmm. how Tennis Australia took care of it. 100%. You can be 100%. You can go through everything. You can check everything off and say, hey, that was shitty. But you put yourself in this situation. You have players such as a tennis angrin, you don't have to agree with him by any means. You and I don't agree with the anti-vax, you know that. Bashik himself as well. Guns and, and, and Bashik, he stuck to his guns. He's saying, I'm not going, he's not playing. You have to respect that to some extent that he's doing his thing, he understands the rules, he didn't play for the exemption. I agree. Tennis said that didn't fit anything. But here, Novak, which is when Nadal said, here, Novak, he knew what he was getting himself into. He I, I agree. Knew. I mean, we have... Okay, again, we I, I'm dying laughing because we go back to the handful of players what Tennis Australia said. 
please. You had one women's doubles tennis player and you had one umpire or line judge, or I forgot what it was. First of all, the, I, I can only imagine the umpire touching down and saying, okay, not for me. I'm going to turn around yep. now. Yes. <laughs> so this handful of players is basically two. Yeah. And they knew what they're getting themselves into. And Novak knew exactly what was going to happen. Yes, it was handled poorly, but come on, this is all on you. You get vaccinated or you stay home or you deal with this nonsense. So I don't have the sympathy that a lot of people have. And, you know, this is, he's he's not the first and he won't be the last if you're dealing with this. And it's, I, I think the biggest problem is we got to a point where he is the greatest of our sport. He is the one that's leading it. He is the one that should have gotten a calendar slam last year and and this is the headline and will be the headline i feel like there's going to be an asterisk next to his name and every time the conversation comes up it's going to be half the story of like remember novak and but it's like oh god like i couldn't root for him or you know do you remember like what are we doing you know how how is that it just is sad for me it's just sad yeah it's you know and of course I know we talked about, you know, 2021 kind of being this conversation. Um, and now we're in 2022 is like new year, new me. And we thought things were going to change, but talk about a way to start this year. You know, I mean, we, we can, we haven't even gone into the challenger tour. We're just talking at the top of our sport where it's usually, you know, glamorous to some extent. Yeah, yeah. You know? So it's, uh, it, it's just disheartening, you know, it's disheartening to see that happening where, you know, a lot of the this conversations are not on what they should be. Is it not on helping the players that really do need it? Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. So it's, there's not much to be said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I think in the next couple of days, we're going to obviously find out how, how this shakes out in terms of the polit- political side. There's obviously still discussion, you know, locally in, in Melbourne, what happened between Tennis Australia and the Victorian government and the national government as Sewer Cat decides to try to make an appearance here. <laughs> Uh, hits the microphone. Nice. Um, how, how that shakes out, because obviously there was a disconnect there. So that has to get sorted. What Novak, how, how that interacts with Novak has to get sorted. And then there's the tennis itself qualifying day two starts in a few hours. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back as well um, okay. to, to something we talked about a, a year and a half ago. You mentioned how I was very big on the regional tournaments yeah. for for a while i think we also really frankly this is actually to a point that vashik pospisil made um vashik was critical of the atp for not speaking up on on novak's behalf um and i think we need to once again uh have that discussion about how how many entities we have involved in every level of this sport here in you know as we're discussing this this grand slam it's an itf event with Tennis Australia and the ITF, uh, is the ATP then asked to represent players? Should they be right. helping Novak or whomever was in that situation? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any understanding. And again, you have. I'm going to point this out again. ITF, Tennis Australia. You also have the ATP and WTA there uh, as you expect, right? So that's four different entities. Then you also obviously in this situation have the Victorian government, the national government. What what are we doing? Like yeah. <laughs> what the like hell are more. we doing? Like <laughs> I mean it's it's yeah. so many 
so many people, like who's supposed to be doing what at any one time? And I, I'm just, I said it on Twitter, Noah, I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm absolutely We talked about the break exhausted. that you know, we both need to take just from Twitter, even though we want it to be updated. We're yes. like, do we need this anymore? You know, do we do we need to start the year with all this negativity? Why um, this? Why? Why no? Why like why? Yeah. Just fuck me, man. Like, you know, and it's funny, you know, here in South America, obviously, you know, the question I get asked is like, why are you here right now? How many yeah. times I've been asked that question? Um, you know, obviously, it's between here and poorly. I guess I could have gone to Australia as well, uh, just for the challengers. But um, yeah, it's funny speaking to them, which I. Definitely know a few of them, but getting closer to South Americans, we don't interact quite as often with yeah. like a larger group of them, just geographic wise. And it's funny, they know it. And they were asking me questions like, what do you think about this? No, it was, it was actually sweet of them, but, you know, going into the conversations and, and kind of just laying it out for them of like, Hey, there's tournaments going on in Forley in Australia and this, and we're all in the same, we're playing for the same stuff, but it's around the world. And what does that mean for us? And where's the protection and who's helping us out while, yeah basically the conversations with them you could just see their eyes be like shit we're kind of alone i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah a bit you know and, and that's that's where it saddens of course novak's in the situation he's going to get all the publicity he's going to get all the help but we're here right now and i was you know strong and i were stuck in a hotel and you know, people like a, uh, a Dennis Zivkovich who cares and was working his ass off at three a player representative. Morning, you know, yeah. A player, sorry. Yeah. A player representative for the ATP um, who's, you know, working his butt off for us. He's in Australia at 3 a.m. And yeah, the tournament was helping, but we felt lost. And I'm not saying it's the same situation as Novak, but, you know, my, my high school Spanglish is, you know, was only helping me so far. And we're like, where, where's our meal going to come from? What are we doing? And, you just, you're just like, why, why am I doing this? You know, if other people aren't going to help me and I'm working my ass off to help myself, but it's, it only seems like it gets me that far. What are we doing here? So as lost as Novak feels, he has the support of basically presidents and countries and yes. prime and, ministers everywhere. And yes. And, <laughs> and, and mother- it, this is a good point, a good time to point out again, we're learning more about the refugee situation in Australia and how uh, yeah. there are people who have been there for nine years, right. which is, again, just shocking. Uh, but again, it's helped bring some awareness to that plight. Um, but you are, you're absolutely right to the point that Novak is going to be fine, regardless of what happens in the next week, tennis-wise, government-wise, Novak's going to be fine. Those refugees are probably not. You know that on on the political side, challenger level players right now and, and below are really just, struggling. Yeah, I mean, just say if one of the qualifying players was in Novak's position, yeah, we'd be talking about it. It no. would be handled, but eh. we'd be talking about Australian Open qualities right now. Yeah, that's what we would be talking about. So, you know, it just it just goes you know hand in hand with everything. And, and again, we knew this was going to happen in some way. We knew you knew it was going to be happen well. as soon as he post in our group chat. Yeah. As soon as he posted that post on Instagram, what did I say? What yeah, did I say about how it was just down. that that <laughs> is just setting up for just chaos in the next few days? And sure enough, I mean, and you know, it's you know him hitting on Rod Laver Arena. I oh my gosh, smart! It was it was it smart. was interesting. It was kind of like uh, you know planting the flag on, on the absolutely. Moon. 
and it was like, hey, I'm come get me here right now. Yeah, come get come me, motherfuckers. Me. Yeah. And, you know, you, we could laugh at it. And it was like, oh, that's a, that's a big baller move right there or whatever you want to call it. But at the same time, it's like, fucking hell. Like, what, what are we doing right now? Like, what, how is this real life? And, you know, I, I tweeted out, which I really tried not to. And I really tried hard not to tweet out in the past week. But just the, the sense of mainstream media when it refers to tennis has only been substantially negative in the states in the states we should point that out yeah yeah in the states which again is a big deal and you're looking at this and you're like where do we go from here i know (laughs) how do we get everybody together we want to get all the players together and this is no chance no chance i mean you see it on on social media just how many players are no good for you novak you know this morning and, and I, I mean, I, I will say this. I received a couple of texts when I woke up this morning from players in Australia who are hurt, yeah. who are frankly hurt that, that Novak was there practicing. Um, I, and I, 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 which I also, I empathize. Um, I don't have a good answer. The one thing I say, I know we had conversations probably two years ago, three years ago about the fact that I think a lot of players focus on their tennis, try not to think about what's going on. I think we're at a point now where they can't not think about it. So yep. I think we're at a moment where they are and to see them think about it and be like, Oh my, like to see the reaction that we've been like hoping to get for so long, the reactions we've been feeling. And then you see them like, uh, I don't really know what side to support. <laughs> what do we fucking do? And I was like, Oh, welcome. Please yeah. come in. <laughs> it's, it's nice and cozy in here, but uh, yeah, I don't, let me, I, I also yeah. should, I feel like we should point out and I, I want to wrap up cause I know you've got yeah. to try and focus on your tennis here for this week and <laughs> it's Monday morning and I actually want to have a productive day. Uh, yeah. the PTPA boy, <laughs> this is not gonna, this, this doesn't help Novak making those choices. It's not going to help now. It, it feels to me like it's going to be a, a very, polarized group um and and that's i think that's disappointing because i again i think i think the idea of the ptpa in general is very important i i I, frankly to vashik pospisil's point of where is the atp you know to support and help novak there should be a body there should be an entity within sports within tennis that looks out and is the players you know looking out for the players best interest alone uh, you know, in the, in baseball or NFL, you know, we hear in the NFL about the NFL Players Association. If there is a legal situation involving a player, they are immediately there to help. There should be an entity within tennis who is doing this. And I know you had a, a player representative helping you through your situation as best, but there should be a organization, a group specifically for players in situations like this at the forefront. The PTPA is not going to be it if if Novak is in the lead I just I just don't think that's it's going to get enough support because he has become such a polarizing human being let's end it there but say this um I I am I'm very excited that it's qualifying week qualifying week of of a grand slam it it remains my favorite week of of the slams um I'm I I like the yes I like the fact that I'm going to go, it's going to, when six o'clock uh, central time rolls around tonight, I'm going to have choices of what to watch. 
um, choices of which matches I get to watch, which is really fun um, on ESPN Plus tonight. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. Maxime Cressy is a fucking phenomenal story. That's so <laughs> like all the credit in the world to that guy from going to from bottom of the lineup at UCLA to consistently working on a very specific craft to get to a point that he's in a 250 final. Amazing. That is absolutely stunning that he's able to do that. Rafael Nadal back in a final again. Gael Mofi back in a final again. Naomi Osaka seeming to enjoy tennis again is outstanding for our sport. That is exactly what we need. She is such a transcendent person in our sport. And I'm happy about that. Um, You're playing tennis and I heard you yell, come on, last week. I heard you yell, come on, last week. And I like... I wasn't even watching what was happening. I had it on as I was doing things around yeah. the house. And I was just like, oh, shit. I, I'm excited for that. And I'm going to say that, like, all of this negativity, Novak stuff has been difficult. But, fuck, I'm excited to see you play tennis again. And I'm excited to see all these people going through qualies, like, fucking fired up, man. Like, let's focus on that as best we can through all of it. And rant. Not even gonna say anything after that. That okay. was well done. That was well done. Um, yeah. Find us a guest for next week, will you? Yeah. Find we'll somebody from from down there, and we'll we'll try to have a good talk about tennis and origin story from somebody in, down in South America with you. <laughs> <laughs> Walk into breakfast, Nicholas Moreno. What the fuck happens? Yeah, well, fucking. Yeah. What's funny is I actually say that to myself every morning. <laughs> I look in the mirror. What the like, fuck what happened, happened to you? To you? <laughs> what happened to you? Uh, enjoy okay. South America. And for all of you at yes. home, uh, yeah, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week. The show might be over, but the conversation isn't. Join us on social media at NoahRubin33, at MikeCTennis, and at Behind the Racket. Expect new episodes every Monday or Tuesday. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us expand and reach more listeners as we take you Behind the Racket. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas.